Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, and we've got good ones today, will be on the Shell Pinzoil Performance Line in an hour. Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach. Now, of course, at NBC does the Sunday night commentary, but for the purposes of our discussion today, just as important does the Notre Dame games on NBC with Tarico, and I'm really looking forward to talking with him about the monster game the Irish have this weekend. Notre Dame-Clemson this Saturday is about as interesting a college football game as we will get this season. So we'll talk to Tony about that and more. We'll get into tonight's game coming up here in just a minute, and I will give you my primary thoughts on the three biggest games of this sensational NFL weekend in a moment. But I just wanted to share something quickly. I was just talking to the guys, Cliff and Nuno and Bubba here as always. And, you know, it's been a stressful couple of days for all of us. We're all living through this election and, and the aftermath here and the counting and all the things that, that have happened and all the things that have yet to happen. And like many others, I have been basically glued to the television while I've not been working uh, following the coverage. So last night, my son, Stephen, who is 17 years old, and I, we have dinner. Stace was away. She was at a, in the city for the night, and, and Stevie and I are in the, apart, in, the, in the house in Connecticut. And we have a little dinner, and we looked at each other, and I said, I cannot watch any more CNN right now. I, I, we need something to take our minds off this. And so we put on something we had not watched in far too long. We watched two episodes of Impractical Jokers. Now, any of you who have followed me, you may know I love that show. I interviewed Murr, James Murray, for my podcast two years ago. And it was the, A, it was the perfect way to take my mind off of what was, uh, it had been on. It was, it is the definition of mindless fun. But B, I was reminded, because it's the first time I've watched it since I've been back on radio and thus back working with Bubba, is that my disheveled board operator, Brendan Bubba Peregrine, is separated at birth from Q, from Brian Quinn. I'm going to post, as soon as I get to a break here, I'm going to post a picture of Bubba on my Instagram, at ESPN Greeny. I'll remind you. And any of you who know that show, that you will know that I'm not making this up. It is, it is at times eerie to me how alike they look. And I will tell you that as that was happening, it made me so happy. I was sitting there. We've all been feeling stressed. And so this is my little word of advice. Whatever your impractical jokers is, I'm, I'm not here to do an, an advertisement for those guys. A, they don't need my help. And B, um, that's not my job. But what I am saying is I cannot recommend strongly enough on any night where there is no great game to watch. Tonight we get an NFL game and that'll be terrific. But just spend an hour doing something totally mindless during this week. I cannot recommend enough how good that was. Okay, having said that, let me then get to the news of the day, which unfortunately is not great news. It is COVID, COVID, and more COVID and its impact on the National Football League. The weekend kicks off tonight with a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game and what should have been and hopefully will still be a really good football game. But to say the 49ers have been compromised would be the understatement of the millennium. The 49ers will play this game tonight because of injuries and COVID without any of the players who touched the ball in the NFC Championship game in January. They had seven different offensive players handle the ball, including the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who barely handled it in that game, but that's neither here nor there. All seven of them, for varying reasons, not available 
for San Francisco tonight as they take on a Green Bay team that is playing without their running backs. So both teams are compromised, and it's an important game. The Packers need to get things going. The 49ers have a ton of ground to make up in what is the best division in football. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying to yourself, is this fair? And I will repeat myself. The answer is, of course not. 2020 football is not about fairness. 2020 football, fair, not the priority. The priority is getting to the finish line. Play the game if you can. Every game that is played is better than a game not played, regardless of the circumstances. And I will say this. I think they have done brilliantly to get this far. Brilliantly. We've had some things juggled around. We've had some some things moved around. But we have had a representative football season under practically impossible circumstances. And the news on that is unrelentingly bleak. It is about to get much worse. If you're paying attention amid all of the coverage of the election, virus numbers are spiking. I mean, they're up everywhere. And I'm not sitting here to have a conversation about that beyond to tell you that the NFL's protocols are really going to be put to the test, as are the college protocols. Because as these numbers go up, it becomes increasingly difficult to imagine multiple teams not being affected by it every single week. And so I say, let's just be grateful for the games we get. I encourage you to enjoy them. Because as much as I like the Impractical Jokers, I like football way better, way better. And I can't think of a year when I needed it more than I've needed it this year. To be able to sit in front of my television and watch these football games on Thursdays and on Saturdays and on Sundays and on Mondays and any other day that we've been lucky enough to get them. We had a Tuesday game. Do we have one or two? I've lost track. It all kind of melds together. We've had at least one game on a Tuesday. Fabulous. I love it. So I implore you, I encourage you, sit back and enjoy these games and just hope they're not taken away from us. I believe they will get to the finish line, but it is not going to be easy to get there. Meanwhile, speaking of which, in a move that I think has implications of three sorts, implications on the game, which means implications on gambling and also implications on fantasy, Matthew Stafford has been added to the COVID list for the week, but not necessarily the weekend for the Lions. Lions play the Vikings Sunday. He may be your fantasy quarterback. He may be someone you're considering on DraftKings this weekend, as I might And of course, if you're a fan of the Lions or a fan of the Vikings or just a fan of football, he's an extraordinarily important person. He's the starting quarterback on the Lions. And here from Adam Schefter this morning on Get Up is the situation with him. The Lions placed him on reserve COVID-19 yesterday. And the situation there is this. He was in close contact, high risk with somebody who had COVID on Monday. It was a non-team member, not a member of the Lions organization. And therefore, The Lions put him on the reserve COVID-19 list. He will not practice this week. He will not take those reps, Chase Daniel will. But if he tests negative for five days, he would be eligible to come off the reserve COVID list in time to play Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. But he won't practice. He is on that list. And if he does test positive, he would be out. If he is clear, obviously he'll be eligible to play in that game Sunday. Begs a fascinating question. If you are a fan or if you are one who was considering using him in some sort of a fantasy scenario, how impacted would a player like Matthew Stafford, who has been there forever, who is a longtime veteran and assuming he continues to test positive all week long, 
a guy who you would think could be working out at home and doing things to stay feeling physically good, how much, if at all, would he be affected, his performance be affected by being out all week? You have to believe it's some. I go back to what happened when Cam Newton tested positive. He missed a bunch of time. And when he came back, he looked awful. But I have attributed that, at least I, I assume that some of the reason for that is probably the fact that he did have the coronavirus. And there are implications, physical implications. There was probably take, probably couldn't do anything athletically for a longer period of time. It wasn't just the practice that he missed. It may have actually sapped him of some of his strength and his energy. So when we saw Cam come back, Ryan Clark said it on Get Up. He looked like he aged five years in five weeks. The coronavirus, I don't know this. I'm not a doctor and I have no proof of it, but it certainly seems hard to imagine that wasn't some factor in that. But Stafford doesn't have that. Stafford, it was just a close contact of someone has been contact traced. So if he is taken off the list on Saturday, I, he will play Sunday. I can't imagine a scenario where he doesn't start the game on Sunday. The question is, how impacted will he be by it? And how should that impact your decisions and mine, fantasy-wise? We'll see. We'll talk about it. I think I'm going to shy away depending on the circumstances. Greeny with you, and I invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. All right, Bubba, give me that music. Let's go. We've got a very interesting Week 9 schedule ahead of us, and I thought we could take a quick look at what I think are the three most interesting games. Bubba, number three. Dolphins at Cardinals. The quarterbacks are obviously worth the price of admission here. Tua versus Kyler. Haven't they met before? Oh, yes, they have. They met in the national semis. They met in the college football playoff. Kyler at Oklahoma, beaten by Tua and Alabama a few years ago. Kyler Murray has been spectacular. There are no questions in my mind about him. There are some questions about whether that team is ready to take a big step forward this year and maybe make a deep playoff run. I don't see it. But I do think Murray has shown he's the goods. As far as Tua is concerned, you just keep having and hearing the conversations. One of the reasons, part of the reason, Shefty went over it in detail this morning on Get Up. Part of the reason he's on the field is that they want to do an evaluation of him. They want to see what they have. Because they have the Texans' first pick in this year's draft. And the Texans are looking like they could pick as high as number two or even number one. And that makes this an incredibly important decision for the Dolphins. So you say to yourself, does it make sense to be evaluating the quarterback in the thick of a division race? And the answer definitively is yes. Of course it makes sense. The first pick in this year's draft is a franchise-altering pick. It is one of the great assets any NFL team could possibly have because it will get you one of two things. If you want Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, you got him. Everyone calls Lawrence a generational talent. He is the next Andrew Luck, the next John Elway, that level of prospect. You want him, you got him if you have the first pick. What if you decide you don't? What if you're the Dolphins, you get that pick, and you decide Tua is the goods, he's my guy. I remind you, a few years ago, the Los Angeles Rams traded for Jared Goff, for the rights to draft Jared Goff, 
the number one pick overall to the Tennessee Titans. They traded them two number ones, two number twos, and two number threes. Two ones, two twos, and two threes. That was for Goff. That was actually in a year where it wasn't clear who number one would be. Might have been Goff, might have been Wentz. Wentz, Goff, Wentz, Goff. This year, Trevor Lawrence is a whole other level of prospect. So what are teams going to offer all these teams that have subconsciously tanked their seasons away in hopes of getting Lawrence and then not doing it? What will they offer? Be it the Jets, the Giants, any of these other teams that are out there. If you've got that pick and you don't want to use it on the quarterback, what do you get? Three ones plus two twos plus a couple of threes. Throw in a player. It's a treasure chest. It's an extraordinary asset. So yes, if you're the Dolphins, you are not being, you are not performing your fiduciary responsibility if you don't make that decision based on something. Do we take Trevor if he's there or do we trade the pick away? You can't keep Tua without having seen him decide to trade away that pick based on a wing and a prayer and then all of a sudden Tua doesn't live up to the hype and Lawrence really is the next John Elway. You can't do that. So I have no problem whatsoever with them making the decision based on that. So this game to me is all about watching the two quarterbacks. College superstars, let's see what they do going head-to-head on Sunday. That's game number three. Bubba number two. Bears and Titans. All right, the opposite end of that spectrum, obviously, are the Chicago Bears and their quarterback situation. And obviously, everything about this is about them. This is a game to me between one team that needs to recapture its mojo in the Titans and another that needs to figure out if it ever really had any in the Bears. The Titans situation is simple. They went through all of the COVID mess. Their season got upended, turned a bunch of different directions. They came out on a Tuesday and pounded Buffalo, and we crowned them. We crowned Tennessee. Then they fell way behind Pittsburgh, made a valiant run back, Missed a field goal at the end and lost that game. They went out last week and got beat by Cincinnati. Now, I have great respect for Joe Burrow and what he's doing. But a a contender doesn't lose games to Cincinnati and feel good about themselves. So I expect Mike Vrabel's team to be ready to roll on Sunday. Will Chicago's team be? Will Matt Nagy's team be? Will Nick Foles be? Those are real questions. Because everything hangs in the balance for them. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC. Packers, I think, are getting the equivalent of a bye against a San Francisco team that's playing nobody tonight. So the division is going to start running away from you. And a wild card, as many as there are this year, is no guarantee. The Bears need to play much better on offense. They just have to get better. And you know that I put this on the coach. Nick Foles is what he thought we were, what we thought he was, what we thought he is. This is about the coach figuring out a way. Couldn't wait to get rid of Trubisky. Puts him back on the field one play. Now they've decided he's hurt. This is Nick Foles' team and his season. They better figure out a way, or this is going to get away from them. And the next decisions, I think, there will not just be about who the quarterback is going to be, but maybe they could be about who the coach is going to be, too. But we're a long way from that. They have a whole second half of the season to turn this around. They better start doing it Sunday. That's game number two. The obvious one is number one. Saints at Buccaneers. Oh, this obviously is a monster game. A fabulous game in every conceivable way. They played week one in New Orleans. Saints won. Tom Brady did not look comfortable through a pick six. He was just figuring out who everybody was. He looks like a different player now. 
I know the Bucs didn't look great on Monday night, but don't let that fool you. They've been consistently much better than New Orleans has this year. The Saints, I don't know what the heck is going on with Michael Thomas. Shefty told us this morning, the expectation is that Thomas will play. And clearly something is going on there. First, it was a high ankle sprain. Then it was disciplinary because he punched a teammate and disrespected his coaches. Then just when he was coming back, he got hurt in practice? Again? Hamstring? Missed this much time? Something's going on. But from what I can tell, they've buried whatever hatchet needed to be buried and they're ready to roll. And they need it because that offense has not looked the same without it. Alvin Kamara is doing everything he can to try and carry that thing, but he's kind of by himself out there. And Breeze has aged five years since Michael Thomas stopped playing. So I think that's a huge addition. The question is, how huge is the addition on the other side? How huge is the addition of Antonio Brown for the Buccaneers? Prediction? Enormous. But maybe not immediately. I think he will play a role Sunday night. I think he will be a factor Sunday night. But I don't think we will come away from that game saying Antonio Brown was the reason the Buccaneers won. I do think, however, they will win. I think they have looked consistently like the better team this year. But you know who can shut me up are the Saints. They've just been very quietly and unimpressively going about their business, winning the games they should win, scoring just enough points, putting up just enough offense. Defense hasn't looked particularly good either. Now, this is the week they can shut everybody like me up. I see their fans on my Twitter. I hear all you guys. I get it, and I like it. I like the banter. You're telling me that I'm falling in love with Tampa and that I just rave about them constantly on TV and radio. You're right. I have done that. They can prove me wrong. The Saints can prove me wrong. They win Sunday night. That is a statement game. That is a season-redefining game. It puts Brady completely behind the eight ball. It gives the Saints the inside track to that one seed in the NFC, which will be the only one that gets a bye. It puts Brady, that they will have swept the season series, puts Brady in a situation where he has to scramble. This is a huge game, huge. And the Saints can completely change the narrative on this season. Get Michael Thomas back, look like the Saints again, play better defense, and beat Tampa Tom with Antonio Brown. Now that changes the entire narrative. The whole start, the whole first half of the season in the NFC has been about Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. It's as though Drew Brees doesn't exist. We've all forgotten them. Guilty as charged because they've just made themselves easy to forget. They can change that this Sunday. They can change that narrative Sunday night in what is one of the genuinely huge games of the season to this point. So I'm looking forward to that. Those are the three most interesting games, in my opinion, on the NFL schedule for this Sunday. I am Greeny, and I am presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. By the way, I want to play you one other thing from this morning because it made me laugh. You know, there are a lot of mouths to feed on that Tampa offense when they're all healthy. You got Godwin. You got Michael Evans. You got Antonio Brown. You got Brait. You got Gronk. You got the two running backs. You got Scotty Miller. You got a lot of guys who want the football. And I was thinking of John Elway's retirement press conference, where when he thanked his now Hall of Fame tight end, Shannon Sharp, he said, Shannon Sharp, thank you for everything. And then he paused and he said, I know you're open. I know you're open. I know you're open. It is my perception that every receiver is constantly telling his quarterback he's open. So I asked Damian Woody, who played with Tom Brady, tell me about the offensive huddle. If all those guys at the same time are yelling at Tom Brady, hey, I'm open. And with a smile, here's what D. Wood told me. None of those guys going to be yelling at Brady that he's open. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about the six-time six Super Bowl champion here. He's going to dictate the terms of how, who's going to get fed the ball. 
you know, it, listen, every, all these, you know, whether you're talking about Leonard Fournette, A.B., these guys chose to come to Tampa Bay for a reason, to play with Tom Brady. So, at the end of the day, Tom Brady's going to feed the guys who are, who are open. He's going to go do his thing. And ultimately, this is about winning the chip. I really like that answer. Again, Antonio Brown is living in his house, for crying out loud. So, he's got plenty of, of private time to lobby for the football. A little joking, a little fun. It's going to be a really interesting game and a great weekend. All of that, we haven't even mentioned the best game of the weekend, which is Clemson-Notre Dame. We will get to that. I have a full preview, including Tony Dungy coming up live. Plus, coming up next, one former player says something that makes absolutely no sense, and yet you cannot ignore it. You will hear it next. Starting this Monday. Do you know what I've lived through as a fan of this franchise? The video stream of Greeny with Mike Greenberg is on ESPN+. I'm going to be optimistic because it costs the same as being pessimistic. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, The Max Kellerman Show, Dan Lebitard, and Janae Angola Jr. can now be seen exclusively on ESPN+. With ESPN+, you'll get access to each show, plus live sports, exclusive originals, and more. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Tony Dungy in a half hour on the Shell Pinto performance line. And I want to make sure you know that beginning Monday, you can stream this show every day on ESPN Plus, as well as the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gantz and Max Kellerman and Chanae and Golick Jr., Plus, you get live sports, exclusive originals, and a whole lot more. You can sign up now at ESPNplus.com. We move the simulcast there starting on Monday. But as always, you'll be able to continue hearing us here on these ESPN radio stations all across the country and on Sirius XM and on the ESPN app. Okay, next. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? 
So we have a feature called I'm Sorry What, and there has never been a soundbite that I think more perfectly suited the uh, spirit of the segment than this. Matt Light, former offensive tackle for the New England Patriots, part of some of their Super Bowl championship teams there in New England, was a guest on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI Radio, and he offered this explanation for why things have gone so badly for the Patriots over the last several weeks, and I guess most of the season. He says, as you'll hear here, that he doesn't think Belichick is taking this season seriously. Listen to this. No one is going to look back on the 2020 season and, and compare it to anything other than it was a joke. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Bill Belichick's the greatest there is, man. Do you want to compete? Do you want to go after it at the highest level? Or do you want to do what they're doing right now and all the uncertainty? This is not the game of football that we all know. It's something other than that. Bill recognized it early on. I firmly believe that. And I think that he's building for the time that we can play for a real championship with real players, getting after it, fully prepared, and ready to go. I'm sorry. What? Matt Light? What? So if I understand this correctly... Bill Belichick, in your opinion, has decided to just spend a year of his life building for next season and allowing things to go sideways like this. Not only do I disagree with that thoroughly, but I actually think they have a chance to turn it around. They, they, were, they were about three plays away from having two or three more wins this season. They could be right in the thick of things, and it is not impossible that they will be again. Now, it is extremely unlikely. I get it. They're 2-5. and five. But they've had a brutally tough schedule. Brutally. They get a bye this week. They play the Jets on Monday Night Football. So they'll get themselves to 3-5. and five, And then maybe they get themselves rolling a little bit from there. They've had a million injuries and a million opt-outs. But I think the idea that this season isn't real football is, um, I'll be honest with you, I think it's insulting. I think the amount of work, the amount of time and energy that is going into putting this season on and the amount of, uh, of energy and emotion and passion that a lot of people, myself included, are expending on it, to say this isn't real and is meaningless because your team is losing, which I think is what he's doing there and trying to come up with an excuse, frankly, I think it's a little insulting. And I think that's one to rethink. So we'll put that in the category of I'm sorry what with great vigor. All right, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tony Dungy coming up in a little bit. The biggest game of the weekend is from college. The biggest game of the weekend will be played Saturday in South Bend in front of very few fans as Notre Dame hosts Clemson. And we all know what's at stake here. Brian Kelly has never won a game against a top five team in all his time at Notre Dame. The, the highest ranked team he had ever beaten, has ever beaten as the coach at Notre Dame was ranked number seven. Now he's going up against number one without the superstar quarterback. DJ Uwangalele. I, 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 I so want to say his name right. DJ Uwangalele. I, I really hope that I'm getting that right, um, is playing and he is a five star and he played last week against Boston College and he's a good player. But he steps up in class this week against a Notre Dame team that wants to prove a point. And he doesn't have all the experience Trevor Lawrence does. And he goes up against a Notre Dame team that can play a bunch of defense and has a veteran and and well-established quarterback who has played in big games and has a lot to prove himself. And let's see if they're able to do it. Now, Trevor Maddich in my studio this morning 
And he told me, looked me right in the face, and said he thinks Notre Dame is going to win. Here was Trevor. Notre Dame wins this game. Uyunglele did really good last week, but it was still his first start. Notre Dame's defense has more ways to mess with a freshman quarterback than Boston College's ever did. Go with the experienced quarterback, Ian Book, and the Irish. Okay, so there you have it. Um, the, that's Trevor Maddich telling me this morning that he thinks Notre Dame is going to win. I was going to expand on that thought, but Bubba just told me in my ear to check Schefter's Twitter, and here it is. A false positive test takes out 49ers receiver Kendrick Bourne and other teammates for tonight's game versus Packers. This is a part of football this season. This is 2020. He is quote tweeting another tweet. So I'm going to follow this down. This is the one you meant, right, Bubba? I'm going to follow this down this rabbit hole. Here's what it is. Okay, here's the story. The test that sidelined Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Trent Williams has shown to be a false positive. According to a source close to Kendrick Bourne, a false positive is what sidelined him and the three others who live with him who have all tested negative, Ayuk, Samuel, and Williams. However, all four must remain on the COVID list, and so they will not be able to play in this game tonight. So I will go back to what I said at the very beginning of the show. Is that fair? Of course not. But fair isn't the first priority in sports in 2020. The first priority is getting the games played. And right now, we believe that's a false positive. Kendrick Bourne is saying it was. And I hope it was, for everybody's sake. But that's not a chance they can take. Because if he had a positive test, and then another one comes back negative, and then it turns out he has it wrong, and then they go out and play, and now they're all in the locker room, and now instead of four of them, now next week it's 15 of them, and 20 of them. And now they've got to miss two more games, three more games, a bunch of reschedulings. That's what they just can't have. I have no issue. You will hear no criticism from this chair for anyone who errs on the side of caution with this thing. Not the Big Ten Conference, not the National Football League, not anybody else. Erring on the side of caution is something to be commended under these circumstances. The first priority is everybody's health. The second is getting the games played. Making sure everything works out perfectly fairly is not high on the list. As we continue, the most important decision that will be made in football this year. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. A quick update on the story I just was telling you, Adam Schefter, and if you go to his Twitter, I mean, if you're not following Shefty on Twitter, then I, I don't know what to tell you, but... Um, I just told you that Kendrick Bourne believes the receiver for the 49ers who received a positive test, then a negative one. He believes it was a false positive that sidelined not only him, but three of his teammates whom he lives with. None of them will be eligible to play tonight against Green Bay. And I told you, you will not hear criticism of me from that because erring on the side of caution makes all the sense in the world to me when the only objective of the football season this year is that it get played. And as I was saying that, or sometime right after I said it, Adam Schefter tweeted this follow-up. He tweeted, Kendrick Bourne's test came back positive Wednesday, negative today. There have been 104 instances this season of a positive one day and a negative the next. And it has been proven positive 101 of the 104 times with further testing. So there you have it. Bottom line of it is you cannot take a chance. Because one team could wipe out an entire season. Or minimum could have three or four weeks of its season wiped out, and that will have wreak total havoc on everything else. I understand how frustrating this is. And I understand as a, as a player, it's got to be incredibly frustrating for the teams, for the fans, and everyone else. I'm frustrated too, but I get it. So I'll say it again. You will hear no criticism of anyone who errs on the side of caution on this show. You will not hear me criticize the NFL for erring on the side of caution. You will not hear me criticize the Big Ten Conference for erring on the side of caution. If you're erring on the side of caution in this particular instance, you will have no problem whatsoever with me. You want to rip them for it? Go ahead and do it. Knock yourself out. I'm not going to do it. Meanwhile, it's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And my straight talk came yesterday. But I know that right now so many people are in the middle of, you know, you're following the election and everything else. Maybe you're not in your usual routine. I want to make sure you heard this. David Pollack, who was one of our foremost college football guys, was one of my panel yesterday on Get Up. And we talked a lot about the NFL. David was terrific. But when it came to the college, he was talking about Justin Fields, the quarterback at Ohio State, whom I love. I watch the Big Ten play every single week. I fall in love with the Big Ten quarterback every year. I think Fields is phenomenal. I think he has superstar written all over him. And I was listening to David talk. You're going to hear the end of that. He was really talking up Fields. And you will hear... I asked him what I think is going to be the most important question of the rest of the football year. Here's Pollock. I still think when I'm comparing him, he's a, he's a more athletic Dak Prescott. So if I'm, I'm, if I'm looking for a guy like that to build my future around, I think he's, that's pretty daggum solid. I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Are you telling me that if you were making the pick, you would consider taking fields ahead of Lawrence as right now? Yeah, I would start considering that now from what I'm seeing so far. And again, we're only two games in for Ohio State, but he's definitely on track to me to, to just making this decision a lot more difficult than we thought it would be before the season. Isn't that fascinating? Trevor Lawrence is a generational prospect. People are comparing him as a prospect to the holiest names in that, on that list, which are Andrew Luck and John Elway. Justin Fields just plays great. I had McShay on after that because I was so fascinated by it yesterday. McShay said on his board, on the McBoard, Trevor Lawrence is the number one prospect in this year's draft, and Justin Fields is too. So he's not that far behind. Maybe, just maybe, Fields will ultimately supplant Trevor Lawrence in some people's mind. Maybe he will go number one. Even if he doesn't, he makes this a really interesting two-horse race. 
he means there's not just one quarterback to tank for, but two. Sort of like the year that Luck and RG3 came in. Whoever would have thought that year the best quarterback would be drafted on the third round. His name is Russell Wilson. He's the one who's going to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. He's going to be the MVP of the league this year and has won one Super Bowl and may wind up winning more. But those two guys that year, RG3 who won the Heisman and then won the Rookie of the Year and took the league by storm for that one season in Washington, and Luck who just had Superstar written all over him and had it not been for the beating that he took behind terribly put-together teams and terribly put-together offensive lines uh, in a completely dysfunctional period in the Colts franchise, Luck would still be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So the point is, there's two guys now, not just one. So Jets, Dolphins, Giants, Jaguars, all these other teams that have one win. And again, I put the Dolphins in there because they have Houston's pick. There can be some interesting decisions to be made there between those two guys. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. That will be the most interesting story of that time. Meanwhile, I had another thought. I brought it up with Paul Feinbaum today, and I wanted to share it with you here and see what you think. You can always get a hold of me on Twitter. It's one of the many ways. You can just use the hashtag Greeny, hashtag Greeny with a Y. And I see them. I read them all the time. My question is this. If Clemson and Notre Dame play a good game this weekend without Trevor Lawrence, regardless of who wins, and then they wind up playing again for the ACC championship in a month or whenever that actually is, and they play another good game, and the other team wins, so they've split two good games and are both otherwise unbeaten. Does the college football playoff committee put them both in with the possibility that they could then meet and play three times in a season for any number of obvious reasons? That's never happened before. And I'm not sure that's something that we want to see. And there's a lot of teams out there in the country. Do you think that they would put both those teams in there with the possibility you would get a third game? Would that be better or worse? Would it be like the trilogy? You know, these fights, you always get one guy win the fight and then the other guy wins the fight. So now here's the trilogy. This is the great one. Ali Frazier three. Do we want that? Do you want to see two college football teams play each other three times in the same season? I don't know. It's not the playoff committee's job to do that. But if there's one thing the college football playoff committee has proven in every iteration it has had since it came into existence, it is that its only rule is it gets to do whatever it wants to do. Those people just do what they want to do. And frankly, I'm fine with it because there's no really better way to do this than that anyway. So could they take that into account? And if they did, which way would you lean? Would it be more interesting to see those teams settle that tie? Or would it be more interesting to see how the committee would choose one over the other? It's an interesting question. Hashtag Greeny on Twitter. We'll hear from you. Lewis Riddick will join me coming up off the top of the next hour. There's a lot to get into with him as we look forward to this NFL weekend. And then Tony Dungy will join me. We'll do a little NFL with him, but mostly I want to ask him his thoughts on Clemson, Notre Dame. He'll have the game on Saturday. We'll talk about the games as we continue in time for your phone calls in the next hour as well. Glad you're here. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.